You know AM570 LA Sports is the Dodger station, but did you know this season, we stream every single moment of the game on the iHeartRadio app. Just search AM570 LA Sports and be sure not to miss a moment. AM570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue. And my man Rob Parker is in for Fred as we wish Fred well as he's sitting on a beach somewhere. We don't know where he is. Where's Waldo? Where's Fred? Is that right? Is he is he out of the country? I don't or know. We have no idea. I don't know. It's the classified. It's classified, Rob. I'm sure he's contacted you on that bat phone you got. No, uh, I have no idea. I just wish that he gets as much time off as he needs. He's a hardworking guy. Been that. Uh, KNBC for 65 years, so I'm sure should get some uh, 65. You've been there for 65 years? Um, um, television wasn't even invented, right? Yeah, okay, maybe <laughs> not that long. Okay. All right, our, our man Dan Wojcik is going to join us here in a minute, Rob, but I, I just want to get your take. I know we talked about Lakers, and we'll continue to talk about Lakers Clippers with Dan and as, as well as the rest of the NBA, but your take, we talked a lot about the West and, and what's going on there. Uh, Memphis, I think John Moran, as you mentioned, I think he's having his come out party this year too, uh, making some big time shots as a big time leader for Memphis. What do you think about the East? You talk about pressure. Pressure was all on the Clippers because everybody picked them to win it last year and they didn't. They had the big collapse. Um, pressure's on Brooklyn, right? The pressure's on Brooklyn to win it and come out of the East, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's as much because of. The players you had uh, leading them, you, you in Brooklyn, I look at it a little different. You got three really unbelievable scorers, right, who can shoot the basketball, and 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 then they got other players. But but the other thing is, two of those guys have won championships, right? And Harden is looking to win, Durant and Kyrie. I think it's just a little different dynamic. They've been through the battles, they've they've gone through it. And now you have Harden just wanting to do his part so that he can get a championship. Uh, they've done what they needed to do against Boston. Boston's banged up. You know, I don't see them winning a game, right? It'll be probably a four-game sweep. And then they'll move on can to anybody the beat, Can Philly beat them? Can Milwaukee beat them if they're healthy? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be a battle. I really do. But I, I don't think if the Brooklyn is healthy, I just think they got too – they always talk about it, the arms race, you know, like mm-hmm. who's got – they just got so many guys. You saw Joe Harris the other day. Oh, yeah. Rodney with 22 points in the first half. You worry about those other three guys. Right. Yeah. What, what do you do when you got a guy like that? If you throw him the ball, oh, you want to double team me or make me give up the ball? Okay, I'll, I'll pass it over to Joe Harris. Now what? Yeah. Well, speaking of now what, let's bring him on. He is the, he is the guy that covers the Lakers and the entire NBA and anything you want for that matter. Mr. Dan Wojcik. Dan, how you doing, brother? What's up? Guys, Guys, I've been losing arms races for years. I've tried my best. Curls, military hey. presses, push-ups. Nah. Just never, never, uh, never to get the job it, done. Man. I, I, I've heard when you even see water, the guns come out, and it's a gun show with you. Rodney, I'm 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 not this uh, I'm not this charming by choice. This is out of ne- this is out of necessity, man. <laughs> All right. That's right, but you don't have all the that. other physical uh, attributes. Right. You know how it is, right? right. You, <laughs> you know. got to read a book. 
You got to learn how to it. do stuff, right? And we, not all of us, not all of us can be uh, coddled by the Trojan, <laughs> the one Trojan embrace. That's right. Or, right. or, or have uh, have the historic uh, sound where uh, Pat Summerall is saying your name and yeah. warrior for the Lions, uh, Rodney P. Uh, you know, Wayne Fonts. We don't all have Wayne Fonts to, to bail us out. That's right. <laughs> Even though his brother uh, Johnny's Fonts. name was uh, Fontes. Yeah, That's was, still, yeah, right? Was, half the family was Fontes and half the family was Fonts. We didn't know. <laughs> I've that. never seen that before, Rodney. Yeah. That I was love like, that. That's great. Yes, that is That's great. great. Uh, all right, Dan. Lakers last night uh, for the second yeah. game in a row. Uh, showed that they uh, they are the world champs, man. And I, I know there's a lot of factors involved. Obviously, Chris Paul not being healthy. But just when you look at the Lakers, they look like they uh, – Anthony, Anthony Davis, second game in a row where he's been dominant. LeBron looks like he's getting his legs back. What do you make of this Lakers team now that feels like they're kind of hitting their mojo and hitting their stride right now? Yeah, you know, it's funny. They're in kind of a weird trajectory in sort of like their their uh, their return to what they want to be, right? Like, because they're obviously not all the way there. It's funny not to do, you know, a cross-sport reference, but it sort of reminds me of, like, that George Foreman, like, um, when he's, like, a really big guy, like, that second title run, right? Like, right. where I think he knocks out Michael Moore. Right. I, I covered like, that fight. I was right there. Yeah. Yes. Rob, Rob, so it's like, you know, like, that guy, like, wasn't, like, I mean, that was that was him being burly, strong, and seasoned, right? Like, that's how that got done. It wasn't, it wasn't quickness. I don't even know how much skill it was, um, you know, and, and I think that's sort of where the Lakers are right now. Like, guys, like, they are shooting the ball terribly, just terribly, like, right. from three. Um, like, almost impossible to win when you're jump shooting this poorly. Yet, the last two games, like, I don't know. Haven't really felt that in doubt for big stretches, and that's because of just how physical they've been, how experienced they've looked, and then I think obviously you add in the Chris Paul injury, and then sort of how Phoenix has been kind of frazzled and is starting to kind of come undone a little bit. I think you combine all that stuff, and it's like you you look at this and you're like, if you can beat these guys, you know, shooting seventeen percent from three or something like that, um, you know, what's going to happen when the ball eventually goes in because. You know, they're not a good shooting team. Um, they're not this level of bad. Or or when you face somebody who shoots the ball well from three, you might be in trouble if you don't get it together, no? Sure. No, no. I mean, look, there's a there's a second side to this, right? Like, we don't know. I still feel like, uh, Rob, that the, the crazy thing with this Lakers team is that, like, we still kind of talk about them in this abstract sort of imagination kind of way, you know, where we're projecting, like, sort of like, what life will be like in the year 2050 or something like that. It's sort of like, what will the Lakers be like when they hit their full stride? And like, we've seen little glimpses of it. I think, um, you know, the, to me, the kind of the big news out of last night is Contavious Caldwell Pope and uh, whether or not he'll be healthy. Um, got an MRI today. Uh, no word yet on the results. At least on my end. So <clears throat> trying to figure that out. But like, um, you know, they haven't been all the way together. I think the most encouraging thing, if you're a Lakers fan, though, is that kind of like your quote-unquote big four, which is, you know, Schroeder, Drummond, Davis, and and LeBron, um, have played really well uh, the last two games and I think are starting to play with a lot of cohesion. Well, not a lot, relative to where they were at. Some cohesion 
And I think uh, there, there's just clearly, like, there's just still room to go, and they've been just fantastic on defense, too, guys. Yeah, they have been fantastic on, on defense when they when they needed to be, and, and, and it's helped them, you know, as, as much as I think as AD has gone off offensively, defensively he's been great, and, and the rest of the team has. As, as this, we talked about this when this series started, or even back to the play-in game with the Warriors, about the Lakers needed to win that game against the Warriors so they could get this seed to play Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And and this was before Chris Paul got hurt. We People were saying that this yeah. was the perfect scenario for the Lakers. And even now, they, they go on, and if they do continue on and win this series, the next series is against a Portland or Denver team, which they should beat as well. Has this turned into the perfect playoff scenario for the Lakers now? I, the path, I guess, you, you know, is as probably as favorable as it could be considering they're the seventh seed, right? And, and obviously, uh, the good fortune um, that kind of followed them, honestly, last year through the bubble in, in terms of their playoff path, like, seems to kind of be, you, you know, like, they've got that, that magic dust, I guess, that they're using uh, to kind of sprinkle all over the, these brackets. Uh, they, they're in a very good position, guys. Um it is not difficult to see a return to the Western Conference Finals, right? And it certainly looks like the team that would have probably been the biggest threat to them, um, the Los Angeles Clippers, like have a real uphill battle to get there. And, and so, you know, they they may they may not they may avoid them again too. So, it it really is a um, you you know it's it's worked out probably as well as they could have expected. Dan, before we get to the Clippers, I do want to ask about Chris Paul and just in the Lakers series. And just have you ever seen anything like this where a guy's legacy is marred, not because he stinks in the playoffs, because he gets hurt and it's happened time and time again. This is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be the fourth Chris Paul series I've covered where he has had some sort of debilitating injury. The fourth, maybe even fifth, which is just, you know, unbelievably bad luck, right? And, and I think, look, some of it is at the end of the day, and this is what people, I mean, a lot of people talk about this. Like at the end of the day, he's a six-foot point guard, right? And, and the game, as the game gets more and more physical, um, it gets harder and harder uh, for, for a player like Chris Paul. Like, the, the you know, the, the game, and, and look, he by no means is like a – I would never consider him like a. He doesn't play like he's brittle. Like he's very tough. He's very feisty. Um, will very willing to mix it up. And, and but you know whether it's the hamstring, um, whether it's you know he broke a thumb I think against Portland, um, injured against Utah um, with the Clippers. Then obviously uh, you know this like the shoulder thing. Like what? Like eight minutes into the series. And, and it's it's clear you watch him like he's not right. Monty Williams hasn't played him in the last two fourth quarters down the stretch. Um, this is sort of a, this game four feels sort of like his last stand, and that in that way, like if he can't get right with these two games, um, then I, I, I don't know that he's helping you. Uh, and it's just it's sad. I just think it's sad, you know. And, and I mean, this is an all time great point guard. Um, a guy who has rescued multiple franchises, and um, this was a really good chance for him. And it, like I said, you know, just kind of a freak thing. It, it ends up with him on, on the ground and on a play where I still think you talk to people, you know, and they're not even a hundred percent sure what really happened. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. I've watched the replay, and I don't. I, he just grabs his. What did I say, Rodney? Right, his, his neck and his neck and his shoulder. Head and felt like it looked like it was one of those. You know, you see it in football a lot. It's a stinger where it just a, a bolt mm-hmm. kind of shoots down your arm and down your your neck and and hits a nerve. And then, but but in those, a lot of times you you know it hurts for a little while and you come back from it. But he hasn't come back. And and I I thought this day I thought they should have kept him out last night. Don't play him in that game. Get him ready for Sunday because, you know, it looks like he re-injured it in game two, and then you're talking about 48 hours coming back to try to to play again, and we saw he didn't play in the fourth quarter, and he's, he's not any use to them. I think physically, number one, and mentally, if you're, you know, a young team like Phoenix and all of a sudden you, you think you're having Chris Paul in the fourth quarter and he goes out, it's it's more damaging to you than knowing going in you're not going to have him. Well, and and look, and um, it, I think him post game last night too, like also sort of speaks to some of the problems, right? Like he's obviously frustrated. They're obviously frustrated. I don't think it does him or his team any good to be making excuses about the officiating after a game in which they were down twenty. No, um, you, you know to kind of continue a personal feud with an official. Uh, it just, it, it, to me, it, it just seems like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish there. Um, I think it sends a bad message to a young team. I think there were elements of this that were kind of circling a little bit with like some of those Clipper teams. Like obviously those Clipper teams love to complain about officiating. And it wasn't just Chris, right? That was Doc Rivers too. And um, I think it kind of permeated throughout the team, but like, I just I I just look at the Suns and it's like you know they just look broken right now right that if the Lakers are the Lakers even keep the foot a little bit on the gas here like they they could they could close this out in five um, that, that seems that seems really reasonable Dan, Dan let me ask you uh, on our show on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio Chris and mm-hmm. I we we had a thing and we said is it is it Luca or Lou. And is it just that Luke yeah. is that good? or And, and, and the reason I say Luke, because I'm not giving the players a pass on the Clippers. I'm not. Sure. But when a team shoots 60% and Tim Hardaway Jr. and all these other guys are getting off as well, I just wonder about the defense and the switching. And is that the right thing? So that's why. Is it Luka or is it Lou? What, what, what is the reason that, that the Clippers are down 0-2? I mean, if I had to pick one, it's 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 Luka Doncic, right? Um, between the two, that we're watching a already great player go to this like next level, um, where he is not only able to do whatever he wants to do for himself on offense, but he's able to create that, but that and and those looks for everybody else, and then you know what what the best players do, right? Guys, as you elevate the, those around you, and right. we're watching. We're watching those guys around him be completely elevated, right? And that's not happening with the Clippers. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of role players are really struggling in this series. And I, I think you watch on both sides of the floor. And, and, you know, you watch the, I mean, you look, you do watch the Clippers and you do see kind of, you know, a discombobulated sort of team at times. Uh, like, I, it's not like Dallas is doing anything that outrageous. You know, I mean, everybody in the NBA kind of plays the same. I, I think what it is is just like they're, they've been so good at hunting 
um, the matchups they want, and they've gotten kind of a, the Clippers, I think, sort of like all sorts of confused. And, and I, part of me wonders, like, and this is probably too simplistic, but like you do watch them, and sometimes you wonder, like, man, like this team just needs to go play. Like they do look like they're thinking an awful lot, and I think that's a credit to what Dallas is doing and what the, the challenges that Luca Doncic like puts on a on a defense, right? Like this is a um, one of the most creative players in the league right now who can uh, who can hurt you in in so many different ways. And I, I guys, for me, like the thing I just can't get over is that like the Clippers wanted this matchup. It just yeah. it, to, to me, it is. Um, like you talk about legacies and things getting marred, like that to me is like, like they asked for this. This was the road they went down on purpose. Yeah, and it's just like it just seems like just like an all time bad decision. Yeah, and I, I look, Luca. I always say, you know, if you got a guy like him, Steph Curry, you know, Jordan back in the day, obviously, um, they're they're gonna get theirs. They're gonna get theirs, and and there's not much you can do. You not can really, a, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't want him to get eighty points, yeah, right? I agree. Kobe, you know, he's gonna get yeah. his, and he's gonna shoot, and he's gonna shoot till he makes them, and he's gonna keep on yep. shooting, and he keep on doing his thing. Roddy P see, is always gonna find Herman Moore. Always, yeah, I get it. always, and he's always, gonna make me time. look good. That's uh, right. And and so, but what I'm seeing too is like you said, they're they're hunting the matchups that they want, and 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 yeah. and, and I'm. You know the narrative is all since Paul George and, and Kawhi have been there has been we've got the best two way players in the game, we've got two of the best two way players in the game yeah. defensively, and and yet it's the it's the team across the hall that is defensively can lock down an opponent. I mean Devin Booker's no Luca yet. I mean he's a talented scorer, but they have frustrated him to the point where. He's flagrant fouling people and getting kicked out of games. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And, and they and 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 they when they want to lock down and play defense, they can and they do it. But what I see with the Clippers is that okay, Luca's still getting his, but everybody else is getting theirs too because yeah. they are getting wide open looks. I mean, they must have ran the same play I think one three or four time trips down the court where Luca's handling the ball. He's getting they come with a double. He hits the guy breaks to the to the you know the 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 foul line and then kicks it, it out like to a, a three. Foot, yeah, right, it's easy, too right. easy. Yes, right. it's way too easy. So yes, you know Luca or Lou, but I, it, it, it's a combination of the players. Or what are they doing? Don't you got to change it up a little bit? Or somebody's got to say, okay, enough is enough. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all of those things, Rodney, and and that's the hard part in fixing this, right? Is that. Um, the, the way I described it uh, yesterday on the podcast was like, it's like a stress test. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, it is, you are taking essentially like a piece of plastic and you're bending it and you're bending it and you're bending it. And like, eventually it's going to snap. Right. And the idea is, is like, how flexible can you be? And like, so far, um, the Clippers have not been very flexible when it comes to Luka Doncic. It has been a, a he is able to kind of fracture them um, repeatedly and do it pretty quickly. I, I, I think, look, obviously, massive game tonight for them, big game for the future, sort of the franchise, and kind of where they go from here. Um, it, it, it is, I, I hope that they play better. I just hope that they like that we can actually see what they think they have, um, you know, instead of this being sort of another year of wasted opportunity, another title window that is, is closed on them. And you wonder kind of what's next because um, what's next is is who knows. 
Um, What's next it, is it, a brand new stadium in a couple of years. That's about it. Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, but they don't. They can't blow is, it up, Dan. Can they? I don't think so. I blow like blow it up isn't probably the right word. I mean, look. I mean, Paul George has is a All NBA level player. Like he has had an All NBA season, right? Like he's had he a great has season. He has value around the league, and if you were, if you want it, and he's under now, he's under contract with a huge contract. But like, if you wanted to, to maybe try to move him, like maybe there's something there. Uh, you know, like we'll see. You know what Kawhi Leonard does. I don't think his calculus has changed all that much. Like, I think if he just wanted to chase rings, like he could have signed elsewhere and said could have he signed with the Lakers. To, could have signed with the Lakers. Look, I mean, he could have stayed in Toronto. Too, yep. by the way, who had just won the title, uh, but he chose to kind of try to make a franchise his own and to do it in a geographically ideal situation. He picked the, he picked the Clippers, so like I don't know how much of that has changed, uh, but <clears throat> it, it, it is like just whenever they play, it just feels like so much is on the table, and that weight. Um, I just don't know how they ever shake it until they actually like get over the hump and and, and it's just it's really really hard to win, guys. You got to be lucky. You've got to be good. Um, you have to, you have to make the right decisions and then the people you, you have to play, like they've got to have some bad luck. And, and, and right now Dallas is just rolling. Yep. Well, you're rolling too, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. And the best part about it is it's legal now, Dan. So you're good. That's right. That's right. Thank you. That is true. That is true. As, as, as I sit here talking a little bit, I don't know like, I am in Long Beach, guys, so you, you, yeah. you know. I'm just saying, right. yes, I'm yeah. saying. you down there knocking on Snoop's door down in Long Beach. I <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. All right, you guys be good. We'll, t- we'll talk soon, all right? Yes. Absolutely. All right, and don't forget, Clippers and Mavs tonight on AM 1150, pregame at 530 with the salty one, Adam Oslin. Tip-off is scheduled for just after 630. Uh, we're going to stay with the NBA. I just want to talk and get your take, Rob, on some of this fan stuff that's going on around oh, the league crazy. Right now. It's absolutely crazy. We'll talk about that on the other side. Rob Parker in for Fred Rogan, AM570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Ronnie. One of the all-time great groove songs. And my man Rob Parker's in for Fred, so it's very appropriate, Ronnie, because it is the return of the Mac. All that time he spent in Detroit. Man, oh man, Ronnie. Rob Parker. Let's just say. He was well known. I love known. my time in Detroit. He was well known in the city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. We hope you are getting ready to have a good, safe Memorial weekend. Please be safe out there. I know we are, um, you know, we've been headed and trending all in the right direction with the uh, COVID-19 and people getting vaccinated and fans in the stands and stadiums being open and June 15th is around the corner. But uh, still, please, please, please be safe out there. Now, speaking of being safe, Rob, is it safe to go through the tunnel anymore if you're an athlete? Is it safe to be a family member of, of an athlete playing in the NBA, if you're sitting in the stands, what in the world is going on? We've got the we you know we first saw the incident with Russell Westbrook in Philly walking through the tunnel and getting popcorn thrown at him, uh, which is which is crazy. And and I do and, I do have some breaking news and information to share that Russell Wilson was not happy about that popcorn 
being dumped on him because it didn't have enough butter on oh. it. That's what I'm hearing. No? Okay, I'm sorry. No, no. no. But that, you know, having popcorn dumped on you, look. We Russ, can, we Russ can is kind start, of going a little overboard. We Don't can chuck it. Well, here's the thing, Rob. He, he's had that happen to him before. No, I get you it. Know, in different places. But popcorn, Rob, popcorn, But listen to me. Listen to me. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying, okay, it's popcorn that time. What if it's batteries? What if it's No, I get all that. I'm else? not Okay, but, I get but, that. So he's yes, it's popcorn. It didn't hurt anybody, but let's right. but Russ and we all know Russ and Russ does rub some people the wrong way and people have feel a certain way, but that doesn't give anybody excuse to throw I'm not, tissue on anyone. You're right. I and agree with that. Popcorn or not, it could have been anything. Same thing, you go back to, you know, even always reminds me and it always goes back to this in my mind when the guy came out on the court and, and stabbed Monica Sellis. Right, the tennis player. Right, you know. Imagine I, I, I've been in a situation where you know we we just talked about the 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 guy, the homeless man in the USC locker room. Now imagine, and if it wasn't for him asking for number one hundred and one, right. he probably would have played on the team. He still would have been there. <laughs> if he didn't go try to catch punts. <laughs> you know, how just, did that happen, just Rodney? Come out there with a little limp, so I can't go today, Coach. I can't how, go today. How did that happen? That uh, was. It, it, it was crazy, number one. He snuck Nobody in. Nobody looked savvy. around and said, who is that? Very like, savvy for, for him to get in there, number one. But for him to stay in there was was definitely inside job. It was definitely some of the players saying, oh, come on, man. Let's let this cat eat. Let's let him hang out. He's not hurting anybody. We're not going to say anything. Uh, this is how you, you know, go get Because you know who your teammates you are, right? You, you would be like, who is yeah, this who guy? Who is this guy? I mean, I can even go back to everybody. You know, USC is in a, it's a great, great campus. Um, and it's better now because USC bought everything up around it. So the surrounding community is not like it was in the 80s and 90s when I was going right. to school there, where you walked off campus and you were, you know, exposed to real life LA, South Central LA. And it's not so much like that now. But I can remember we we would have young kids would come to our practice. Keyshawn was one of the kids. He went to Dorsey High, lived around that area. He right. and his kids on the bikes. They would they would get on campus, um, and we would say, "Hey, y'all want something to eat? We'll we'll bring them to our training table. Get them, let them come up there and eat and hang out. They would hang out. Guys would make sure they got home right and and do different things. And let them hang out. So I could see that happening where guys like man, I'm just I'm you know after they figured them out, say I'm. I just need a place to lay down. I need some food. And guys taking them in and going, okay, here's, here's what you do. Just just hang out here. We'll get you some food. We'll bring you with us. You can eat. And then he took it too far by hopping in the hot tub. And just right. Thinking he, was at, <laughs> thinking he was at the Four Seasons Spa or something like that. He but but when the hot tub, when the water turned black, they probably should have figured out that was something. Yeah. That this is not a bathtub. <laughs> Just just washed uh, off like uh, four months of filth, all uh, right, from not having a bath. Um, but 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 Rob, okay, so popcorn happens, and then John Morant, who you know his parents are in the stands watching no, the game in Utah, right. yep. and they're getting hit with with uh, obscenities and and racial slurs to them. You know, you had Kyrie Irving talking about him going back to Boston, what he he could expect, and you know he talked about. You know, we all know the stories of Boston and how. And I was going to ask you, Rodney, what about like you? That. Have you ever had any situations or, or teammates? Because Danny Ainge went on the radio up there and yeah. was like, oh, 26 years. I never heard anything. You never heard it? Like, like for him to say that is ridiculous. You remember Aaron Jones? Oh, it's so out of touch. It is. To even say that. To say that. Um, you know, even if you say, okay, as a player, I'm in a lot of guys. And it's. 
it's almost like what we went through in 2020, you know, with George Floyd and all the other stuff. And I'm not going on that 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 you know, right. We're not going there, that. right? But I'm just saying there were a lot of people going. I can't believe that happened. I have never seen anything like that. I don't know that. I can't believe that still goes on and there's racism in this country. It's like, where have you been? You're in your own bubble. You don't understand that there is tremendous amount of racism still in still this country. Still going on, yes. Still going on to this day. It hasn't gone by. And people of color have looked at it and go, this is another Saturday night. Um, but what can... And you asked me the question, have I ever seen? Yeah, Football is a little bit different because you you don't really hear. You hear white noise pretty right. much. And there are, there are a few fans when they're close to you, like Giants fans were yell. But they were creative. Giants fans were very creative in some of the remarks that they would and make. And you could laugh at that, Rodney. Can't you, you write if they're not racist or they're not right? When right. I got married at, at uh, you know to Holly, um, I could remember, in fact, we were um, – we were in San Francisco, and she was in the stands playing the 49ers. I was actually in Dallas. Okay. And and we were playing the 49ers in a championship game, and they were, you know, she was in the section. There were a bunch of wives and family members for, for the Cowboys right in the middle of Candlestick, and they were all over her once the, the game was in hand for them because they beat us. Right. They were all over her, and <laughs> and she was, like, telling me some of the things that they were saying and one of them was, ah, you, you're not jumping now, Jump Street. Right, so, right, <laughs> right, right. So they're they playing were, off of yes, the show she exactly, was on. Right. Exactly. Like, so, that stuff is creative. Was, That's it fun. Was creative. It was fun. Right. And I would hear that, too. I would hear, you know, coming out to Giants Stadium or anywhere, I would hear, hey, Rodney Robinson, Rodney Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you started laughing at those things, but I didn't, you know, you didn't really hear a whole, and you can only hear that as a player when you're coming out of the tunnel or, or you know, because during the game it's just loud. Yeah, football. you're too far away but in too. in basketball right. you're right here, just like we heard with LeBron James in Atlanta earlier this year with that fan that got thrown out of the stands for going back and forth with him. But when it gets to that point where you got to throw popcorn on them and it's, it's racial slurs and, and we all know the history. You mentioned Adam Jones in Boston with the Red Sox. But for Danny Ainge, who was a player and played right. with a number of black, played in Boston all those years, and then been in Boston, he has no idea the history of Boston and the fans and how racially tension the racial tension. Bill Russell, Can, yes. the, the, the history on. of Boston. I mean, for him to act like I don't know what Kyrie's talking about is, I think that's that's a bad look on Danny Ainge. Though I don't, I'm not saying you gotta. Uh, make up some story that happened to you, but just at least recognize it, right? Acknowledge it, Rodney. That's all you have to do. Yeah, we got issues up here. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And then he mentioned, you know, the, the Trey Young getting spit on. That was a, that was another that one. That was another I, one, right. I, terrible. I, I, That's I, terrible. What can the NBA do other than banning these guys? That's right? all they can do or, or criminal charge. You know, like there could be charges brought up against them, but – other than banning them, there's really nothing else. And you have to make these guys an example so other fans know you will be prosecuted, Rodney. You'll be, you know what I mean? You'll, your picture will be on display for everybody to see. You know, people lose jobs, too, when, when they represent a company, you know, and, and, and they embarrass a company. So you put all that stuff out there and let them know that if you want to act a fool, we're going to, you know, mess up your situation as well and let people know what kind of person you are. Um, sticking with the with the NBA, and, and Dan Wojcicki mentioned it a little bit about referees, uh, Rob Parker. I, I kind of, 
I've not had any personal vendettas or felt any personal vendettas, but apparently Chris Paul has. And he's got a, a history with one particular referee who is refereeing this series. So we'll get into that a little bit on the way back. Rob Parker in for Fred Rogan, AM570 LA Sports. Nice picks today. AM570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. That's my man Rob Parker when he gets on that boat. For the Golden Girls, that's all he wants to do is dance, dance, dance. Man, you know they keep sending me emails. They want me to go on the 2022 uh, Golden Girls cruise. Oh, yeah, Rob. Oh, I might yeah. be ready to settle down by then. You so, Rodney, so? You know, yeah, it's been a long time since I've been divorced. You think they'll ever let divorced. you, like, document that? Like, document it meaning take your video camera? Well, on that cruise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Let's do a show. We can, easily. Easily. I, that would be a good show, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Rob. So, you know, I think back to my playing days and I've, you know, the certain officials, when you see the lineup of the officials or who's, you know, officiating your game, you're like, oh, that guy's, he's good. He's, you know, I don't know. He's, 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 he's iffy. He's this and he's that. But for the most part, it, it wasn't like you were worried because some official was going to dramatically change the game. You, well, know, you know, it's funny though, but before you get to Chris Paul real quick in Detroit, when Larry Brown was the coach of the Pistons. Yeah. Larry Brown, we were in a pregame meeting, and he looked at the list of the officials for that night, and he turned red, and he goes, oh, I can't believe they assigned this guy. He goes, you know what my record is in the playoffs when he referees? One and eight. We, we are not winning tonight. That's what he said. And guess uh, what? They, they lost. They wow. lost the game. I'm not kidding you. That yeah. was the first time somebody made it that clear, and he knew what his record was, you know what I mean, with the guy. Yeah. And and the Pistons, who were good, that was, you know, the 2004 team, uh-huh. they lost that night. He was spot I, on. I certainly believe, because everybody's human, right? I believe that there are a number of officials and players that feel a certain way about certain officials, but I, I, I don't want to say that they they are deliberately out there trying to you know, call calls or make calls against a certain individual that they don't like. You would hope that their integrity is in play. But again, they're they're human. And certain guys rub you the wrong way. Certain officials rub players the wrong way. And I think it happens vice versa. Um, but Chris Paul has a real, real issue with, with Scott Foster. And, and Dan Wojcicki brought it up a, a, a little bit about him talking about it in the, in the post-game press conference, you know, after the Phoenix... Son's loss, which was probably inappropriate after a loss like that. Right. But he has, uh, I think his 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 record is something something like you were talking about with 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 Larry, Larry Brown. Brown. Yeah. You know, he's you know eleven. I think he's lost eleven straight playoff games with uh, with Scott Foster as the referee. Do you See, that's one of those things. Yeah. You know what? It's it's hard. It's hard to argue with those numbers. You know what I mean? Like. I, I'm with you. I don't think anybody is going out intentionally to do anything. I just, I think you would lose your job. Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't be able to stick around that long if you would play in that game. But when you could point out and say, "My, I've lost 11 straight playoff games when this guy refs," or Larry Brown, I'm one and eight 
in my playoff games when this guy refs. You start to just look at that a little strange. Yeah, and you start to go, okay, it's crunch time. What kind of calls is he making? Is he calling block to charge? Those type of things start to enter your mind when it's that lopsided. You know what? And, Ronnie, you know this. In football, you could yeah. call holding on every play. Absolutely. Am I right? Absolutely. Every single play you could call holding. And sometimes guys don't get it. And then you watch Tom Brady and – did, you know, like there was some yeah. play or whatever, and you go, oh, he got bailed out. Do you remember oh, what yeah. was the one against Kansas City with Ford who jumped off? you remember that? I'm just saying that, like, it's like always he throws a pick. What was that guy's name, D. Ford? D. Ford played for Kansas City. Did he play? Yeah, he jumped yeah. off sides. you remember that? And, and Brady had threw a pick, and it got called back because he was off sides. But I'm just saying, like, in holding, there's all kinds of calls you can make all day if you really want to make them. Oh no, there's certain there's certain ways that that you know you can get away with it if you if you are that guy as a as an official. But it's just uh, it's crazy. The only way I felt strongly that there was something to officiating or, or holding against something is when I played for the Raiders and feeling like there was the there was something against the Raiders because there were really? so calls that wow. were against us. That were controversial. I didn't feel that way with any other team that I played with, except for the the Raiders. All right, so check this out. The next virtual stop on the Petros and Money Chevy Summer Tour is Thursday, June third, on YouTube and Facebook. Enter now for your chance to win a Chevy Silverado at AM five seventy LA Sports slash Chevy. Brought to you by the Chevy Silverado, the number one selling full size pickup in California. All right, Rob, it's almost that time that, especially going into the weekend, especially going into the weekend, you know what time it is? Hi, Chris.